0: This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and they have over 100,000 titles available for download. Visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to chapters 19 through 23 of the Volsanga Saga as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we want to remind you that we release new stories for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at theScaldCircle.com, And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. In addition to our reminder, we have some exciting news for the month of July. You've likely noticed that our format sounds a little bit different. Not only that, but you may have heard, in addition to our story releases on Wednesdays, we will also now be releasing longer chapter-length stories every other Saturday. As if that isn't exciting enough, Starting on July 9th, we will begin hosting Fireside Stories with the Skull Circle at 7 p.m. Central Time every other Thursday. Our Fireside Stories will be a live stream of Minogan and I regaling you with stories you may have never heard before, along with some of our very own witty banter. So, if you want to experience what a live show from the Skull Circle is like, that may be of interest to you. You can find more details under the events section on our website. Chapter 19 of The Slaying of Regan, Son of Hreidmar Thereafter came Regan to Sigurd, and said, Hail, lord and master, a noble victory hast thou won in the slaying of Fafnir. Whereas none durst heretofore abide in the path of him, now shall this deed of fame be renowned, where the world stands fast. Then stood Regan, staring on the earth a long while, and presently thereafter spake from a heavy mood, Mine own brother hast thou slain, and scarce may I be called sackless of the deed. Then Sigurd took a sword, Gram, and dried it on the earth, and spake to Regan, Afar thou faredest, when I wrought this deed, and tried this sharp sword, with the hand and might of me. With all the might and main of a dragon might I strive, while thou wert laid low in the heather heatherbrush, wotting not if it were earth or heaven." said Regan, Long might this worm have lain in his lair, if the sharp sword had I forged with my hand not been good at need to thee. Had that not been, neither thou nor any man would have prevailed against him as at this time. Sigurd answered, When as men meet foes in fight, better is a stout heart than a sharp sword. Then said Regan, Exceedingly heavily, Thou hast slain my brother, and scarce may I be sackless of the deed. Therewith Sigurd cut out the heart of the worm with the sword called Ridil. But Regin drank of Fafnir's blood, and spake, Grant me a boon, and do a thing little for thee to do. Bear the heart to the fire, and roast it, and give me thereof to eat. Then Sigurd went his ways and roasted it on a rod, and when the blood bubbled out, he laid his finger thereon to assay it. If it were fully done, then he set his finger to his mouth and lo, when the heart blood of the worm touched his tongue, straightway he knew the voice of all fowls, and heard withal how the woodpeckers chattered and brake beside him. There sittest thou, Sigurd, roasting Fafnir's heart for another, that thou shouldst eat thine oneself, then thou shouldst become the wisest of all men. And another spake, There lies Regan, minded to beguile the man who trusts in him. And yet again said the third, let him smite the head off him then, and be only lord of all that gold. And once more the fourth spake, and said, Ah, the wiser were he if he followed after that good counsel, and rode thereafter to Fafnir's lair, and took to him that mighty treasure that lieth there, and then rode over Hinfal, whereas sleeps Brynhild. For there he would get good wisdom. Ah, wise were he if he did after your reeds, and bethought of him his own wheel. For where wolf's ears are, wolf's teeth are near. Then cried the fifth, "Yea, yea, not so wise as he is, I deem him, If he spareth him whose brother he hath slain already. At last spake the sixth, Handy and good reed to slay him, And be lord of the treasure. Then said Sigurd, The time is unborn, wherein Regan shall be my bane. Nay, rather one road shall both these brothers fare. Therein he drew his sword, Gram and struck off Regin's head. Then heard Sigurd the woodpeckers, a-singing even as the song says. For the first sang, Bind thou, Sigurd, the bright red rings, Not meet it is, many things to fear. A fair may know I, fair of all the fairest, Girt with gold, good for thy getting. The second, green goes the ways, Toward the hall of Gyouki. That fates show forth. To those who fare thither, there the rich king rareth a daughter. Thou shalt deal, Sigurd, with gold for thy sweetling. And the third. A high hall is there, reared upon Hinfal. Without all around it sweeps the red flame aloft. Wise men wrought that wonder of halls, with the unhidden gleam of the glory of gold. Then the fourth sang. Soft on the fell a shield may sleepeth, the lime-tree's red plague playing about her. The sleep-thorn set Odin into that maiden for her choosing in war the one he willed not. Go, son, behold, that may under helm whom the battle Vinskornir bore. From her may not turn the torment of sleep, dear offspring of kings, in the dread Norn's despite." Then Sigurd ate some deal of Fafnir's heart, and that remnant he kept. Then he leapt on his horse and rode along the trail of the worm Fafnir. So right unto his abiding place, and he found it open, and beheld all the doors and gear of them that were wrought of iron. Yea, in all beams of the house it was dug down deep into the earth. There found Sigurd gold exceedingly plenteous, and the sword roti, and thence he took the helm of awe, and the gold birney, and many things fair and good. So much gold he found there, that he thought verily that scarce might two horses or three belike bear it thence. So he took all the gold and laid it in two great chests, and set them on the horse granny, and took the reins of him, but no wise will he stir, neither will he abide smiting. Then Sigurd knows the mind of the horse, and leaps in the back of him, and smites, and spurs into him, and off the horse goes, even as if he were unladen. Chapter 20 Of Sigurd's Meeting with Brunhild on the Mountain By long roads ride Sigurd till he comes at last up unto Hinfell, wends his way south to the land of Franks, and sees before him on the fell a great light, as a fire burning and flaming up even unto the heavens. And when he came thereto, lo, a shield-hung castle before him and a banner on the topmost thereof. Into the castle went Sigurd, and saw one lying there asleep and all armed. Therewith he takes the helm from off the head of him, and sees that it is no man but a woman, and she was clad in a birney, as close-set on her as though it had grown to her flesh. So he rent it from the collar downward, and then the sleeves thereof, and even the sword bit on it as if it were cloth. Then said Sigurd that overlong had she lain asleep, but she asked, What a thing of great might is it that has prevailed to rend my bairn and draw me from my sleep? Even as sings the song, What bit on the burney? why break my sleep away, who has turned from me my wan tormenting? Ah, is it so, that here comes Sigurd Sigmund's son, bearing Fafnir's helm on his head and Fafnir's bane in his hand? Then answered Sigurd, Sigmund's son, with Sigurd's sword, even now rents down the raven's wall. Of the Volsung's kin is he who has done the deed, and now I have heard that thou art daughter of a mighty king, and folk have told us that thou wert lovely and full of lore, and now I will try the same. Then Brynhild sang, Long have I slept and slumbered long, many long are the woes of mankind, by the might of Odin must I bid helpless to shake off me the spells of slumber. Hail to the day's come-back. Hail, sun of the daylight. Hail to thee, dark knight, and thy daughter. Look with kind eyes adown on us sitting here lonely, and give unto us the gain that we long for. Hail to the Aesir and the sweet Aesir. Hail to the fair earth fulfilled of plenty, fair words, wise heart. Would me win of you, and healing hands while life we hold. Then Brunhild speaks again and says, Two kings fought, one Hightalm Gunnar, an old man and the greatest of warriors, and Odin had promised the victory unto him, but his foe was Agner, an Audi's brother. So I smote down Helmgunnar in the fight, and Odin, in vengeance for that deed, struck the sleep thorn into me, and said that I should never again have the victory, but should be given away in marriage. But there against I vowed a vow, that never would I wed one who knew the name of fear. Then said Sigurd, Teach us the lore of mighty matters. She said, Belike thou canest more skill in all than I, yet I will teach thee, and yea, with my thanks. If there be aught of my cunning that will in any ways pleasure thee, either of ruins or of matters that are root of things, but now let us drink together, and may the gods give to us twain a good day, that thou mayest win good help and fame for my wisdom, and that thou mayest hereafter mind of thee, That which we twain speak together. Then Brunhild filled a beaker, And bore it to Sigurd, And gave him the drink of love, And spake. Beer bring I to thee, Fair fruit of the Bairnys' clash, Mixed is it mightily, Mingled with flame, Brimming with bright lays, And pitiful runes, Wise words, sweet words, Speech of great game. ruins of war know thou, If great thou wilt be, Cut them on the hilt of hardened sword, Some on the brand's back, some on its shining side, twice named here therein. Sea runes good at need learnt for ship-saving, for the good health of the swimming horse, on the stern cut them, cut them on the rudder-blade, set flame to the shaven oar, how so big be the sea-hills, how so blue beneath, hail from the main, then com'st thou home. Word runes learn well, if thou wilt that no man pay back grief for grief thou gavest. When thou these, weave thou these, cast thou these all about thee, at the thing where folk throng, unto the full doom faring. Of ale runes know the wisdom, if thou wilt another's wife. Thou should not berate thine heart with trusteth. Cut them on the mead horn, on the back of each hand, and nick an end upon thy nail. Ale have thou heed to sign from all harm. Leek lay thou in the liquor, then I know for sure never cometh to thee mead with hurtful matters mingled. Help runes shall thou gather, if skill thou wouldst gain, to loosen child from low laid mother. Cut be thou in hands hollow, wrap the joints good round, call for the good folks, gain some helping. Learn the bow runes wisdom, if leech lore thou lovest, if wilt wot about wounds searching, on the bark be they scored, on the buds of trees, whose boughs look eastward ever. Thought runes shalt thou deal with, if thou wilt be of all men. Fairest, sold, white, and wisest. These are readed, these first cut, these first took down to heart high hropped. On the shield were they scored, that stands before the shining god. On early waking's ear, on all-knowing's hoof. On the wheel which runneth, under Rognir's chariot, on Slepnir's jaw-teeth, on the sleigh's traces on the rough bear's paw, on Bragi's tongue, on the wolf's claws, on eagle's bill, on bloody wings, on bridge's end, on loosing palms and pity's path, on glass and on gold, on goodly silver, in wine and in wort, and the seat of the witch-wife, on Gungnir's point, on granny's bosom, on the norn's nail and the neb of the night-owl. All these so cut were shaven and sheared and mingled with holy mead, and sent upon wide ways anow. Some abide with the elves, some abide with the Aesir, or with the wise Vanir. Some still hold the sons of mankind. These be the book runes, and the runes of good help, and all the ale runes, and the runes of much might, to whom so they may avail. Unbewildered, unspoilt, they are wholesome to have, and thrive thou with these then when thou hast learnt their lore, till the gods end thy life-days. Now shalt thou choose thee, e'en as choice is bidden, sharp steel's root and stem, choose song or silence. See to each in thy heart all hurt has been heeded. Then answered Sigurd, Ne'er shall I flee, though thou wottest me fay. Never was I born for blenching. Thy love, read, will I. Hold a right in my heart, even as long as I may. While we're between chapters, we mentioned earlier that this episode is sponsored by Audible. I personally cannot recommend Audible enough. Being able to download titles and listen offline, anytime and anywhere, is extremely convenient. Recently, I've been listening to Lines of Departure by Marco Close, and it's a real treat. It's also just one of thousands of audiobooks that are available through Audible. If you have any favorite Audible titles, send us a message. We're always looking for new stories to listen to. If you're not already an Audible member, you can visit audibletrial.com slash Circle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. If you sign up and you're not certain what to download right away, don't worry about it. Your credits last for a year, so Audible never makes you feel rushed. Chapter 21. More wise words of Brynhild. Sigurd spake now. Sure, no wiser woman than thou art one may be found in the wide world. Yea, yea, teach me more of thy wisdom. She answered, Seemingly is it that I do according to thy will, and show thee forth many reeds of great avail. For thy prayers sake and thy wisdom, and she spake withal. Be kindly to friend and kin, and reward not their trespasses against thee. Bear and forbear, and win for thee thereby long-enduring praise of men. Take good heed of evil things, amaze love and a man's wife. Full oft thereof doth ill befall. Let not thy mind be overmuch crossed by unwise men at thronged meetings of folk, for oft these speak worse than they wot of. Lest thou be called a dastard and art-minded to think that thou art even as said. Slay such a one on another day, and so reward his ugly talk. If thou farest by the way whereas bide evil things, be well ware of thyself. Take not harbour near the highway, though if thou be knighted, for oft abide there ill wights of men bewilderment. Let not fair women beguile thee, such as thou mayest meet at the feast, so that the thought thereof stand thee instead of sleep, and a quiet mind, yea, draw them not to thee with kisses or with sweet things of love. If thou hearest the fool's word of a drunken man, strive not with him being drunk with drink and witless. Many a grief, yea, and the very death groweth out such things. Many grief, yea, and the very death groweth from out such things. Fight thy foes in the field, nor be burnt in thine house. Never swear thou wrongsome oath. Great and grim is the ward for breaking of plighted troth. Give kind heed to dead men. Sick dead, sea dead, deal heedfully with their dead corpses. Trow never in him for whom thou hast slain father, brother, or whatso near kin. Yea, though young he be, for oft waxes wolf and youngling. Look thou with good heed to the wiles of thy friends, but little skill is given to me that I should foresee the ways of thy life. Yet good it were that hate fell not on thee from those of thy wife's house. Sigurd spake. None among the sons of men can be found wiser than thou, and thereby swear I that thee will have I as mine own, for near to my heart thou liest. She answers, Thee would I fainest choose, though I had all men's sons to choose from. And thereto they plighted troth, both of them. Chapter 22 Of the Semblance and Array of Sigurd, Fafnir's Bane Now Sigurd rides away, Many folded is his shield, and blazing with red gold, and the image of a dragon is drawn thereon. And this same was dark brown above, and bright red below, and with even such like image was adorned helm and saddle and coat armour, and he was clad all in golden burney, and his weapons were gold wrought. Now for this cause was the Drake drawn, on all his weapons, that when he was seen of men all folk might know who went there. Yea, all those who had heard of the slaying of that great dragon, that the Vorings call Fafnir, and for that cause are his weapons golden wrought and brown of hue, and that he was by far above other men in courtesy and goodly manners, and well nigh in all things else, and whenas folk tell of all the mightiest champions and the noblest chiefs, then ever is he named the foremost, and his name goes wide about on all tongues north of the sea of the Greek lands, and even so shall it be while the world endures. Now the hair of this sigurd was golden-red of hue, fair of fashion and falling down in great locks. Thick and short was his beard, and of no other color. High-nosed he was, broad and high-boned of face, so keen were his eyes, that few durst gaze up under the brows of him. His shoulders was broad to look on as shoulders of two. Most duly was his body fashioned betwixt height and breadth, and in such wise as was seemliest. And this is the sign told of his height, that when he was girt with his sword Gram, which same was seven spans long as he went through the full-grown rye-fields, the dew-shoe, Of the said sword smote the ears of the standing corn, and for all that, greater was his strength than his growth. Well could he wield sword and cast forth spear, and shoot shaft and hold shield, bend bow, back horse, and do all the goodly deeds he learned in his youth days. Wise he was to know things yet undone, and the voice of all fowls he knew. Wherefore few things fell on him unawares, of many words he was and so fair of speech withal, that whensoever he made it his business to speak, he never left speaking before that to all men. It seemed full sure that no otherwise must be the matter be than as he said. His sport and pleasure it was to give aid to his own folk and to prove himself in mighty matters, to take wealth from his unfriends and give the same to his friends. Never did he lose heart, and of naught was he a Chapter 23 Sigurd Comes to Flimdale. Forth Sigurd rides till he comes to a great and goodly dwelling. The lord whereof was a mighty chief called Hymir. He had to wife a sister of Brynhild, who was hight Bekild. Because she had bidden at home and learned handicraft, whereas Brynhild fared with Helm and Bernie unto the wars, wherefore she was called Brynhild. Hymir and Beckhild had a son called Asfild, the most courteous of men. Now at his stead were men disporting them abroad. But when they see the man riding thereto, they leave their play to wonder at him. For none such had they ever seen erst. So they went to meet him, and gave him good welcome. Osmond bade him abide, and have such things as his hands as he would. And he takes his bidding blithesomely, Due service withal was established for him. Four men bore the treasure of gold from off the horse, and the fifth took it to him to guard the same. Therein were many things to behold, things of great price and seldom seen, and joy men had to look upon burnies and helms, and mighty rings, and wondrous great golden stoops, and all kinds of war weapons. So there dwelt Sigurd long and in great honor holden, and tidings of that deed fame spread wide through all the lands, of how he had slain that hideous and fearful dragon. So good joyance had they there together. And each was leal to the other, and their sport was in the arraying of their weapons, and the shafting of their arrows, and the flying of their falcons. And that is chapters 19 through 23 of the Volsunga Saga from Norse Mythology. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app and to leave us a 5-star rating if you enjoy this story. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we would not be able to continue these stories and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening. Thank you for listening to our story. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. While this story is over, you can visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. Let us know what you've listened to recently in Audible via our Facebook page. We're always looking for new recommendations.